Coaching Impact Radio, informative conversation by coaches for coaches with Frankie Dorn and Terry Hayes. Here's something that I have no trouble with, as you can probably imagine, (laughs) public speaking. Do you get the cold sweats when asked to make a presentation? A successful coach will have many opportunities to be at the front of a room. Today, Coach Frankie and Coach Terry give you the tools to be a powerful presenter. Hello, ladies. Hi. Hello. Yeah, let me say hello. Sorry, I'm so excited. My full hosting duty. I get to say hello. All right, fine. I'll wait. All right. We were excited. You're ready to go. Yes, I am now. (laughs) I'm afraid to speak now. (laughs) I know. Watch it. The host will get you. The host will cut you off, folks. Well, welcome, welcome. Um, I am so excited about this because this is one of my absolute passions to talk about, and that is uh, attracting business through the power of your voice. But uh, before I really kind of go down that road, and and Frankie's got a ton of questions and things to weigh Mm -hmm. in on from her own experience as well, uh, I'd like to kind of set the the premise up for why this is important in the in the first place like why is this a relevant conversation for coaches because I I have heard so many coaches who say you know I really don't like public speaking I don't like presenting I really don't want to do that so I'm just gonna not not have that be part of my my business and while I respect that position and I certainly understand the feeling behind it the emotion behind it uh, the fact is, and, and Frankie, I you know shared this with you, and I'd love to unpack this a little bit, uh, you know, with all of the business training that you do, is th- that there are two primary ways that coaches attract people to their businesses and get their message out. One is speaking and its derivatives, and one is writing and its various forms, and that if you if you really boil any activity down it really does come down to one of those two things is i mean isn't that am i not accurate there <laughs> no you totally are because it's about creating a connection or a relationship with your audience and how do you do that well they're reading something that you've written so they're getting your viewpoint or they're hearing you speak about something and you know i want to talk about what you said initially cuz i have the same experience so many coaches I've talked to, uh, because we, we talk in our business training about public speaking, about doing workshops and presentations, that type of thing, and they're so afraid of public speaking. Mm-hmm. And I tell them the story of when I was working for um, a large uh, fast fast food service chain, I had to do a lot of presenting, and I hated it, and I, I had a fear of speaking, but I, I had to overcome my fear but I realized I just wasn't motivated or passionate about selling hamburgers. (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) Isn't that a puzzle? But I didn't realize it until I became a relationship coach and I started talking about things that were very meaningful for me. And I realized I was passionate about public speaking and I was good at it and I wasn't afraid. I was very comfortable. So there is a, a definite connection between the fear, the level of fear or lack of fear, and what you're talking about. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and that, that actually pinpoints, I was going to talk about some of the, the main categories for why why speaking. I mean, but but at the same time, and I'll get to those in a second, but I think tagging onto what you're saying is it's, um, it has this 
illusion like it's an expendable part of you getting your message out. And it just isn't an expendable part. I mean, can you imagine intellectually if I said, hey, I'd like to bring you into a business. There are two primary ways you can attract uh, clients and attract uh, attention to your to your enterprise. And I'd like you to only choose one of them and throw the other one out the window. Yeah, makes no sense. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's it's the craziest thing. And yet our fear, man, our fear talks us into thinking that that's absolutely, totally doable. Like, yeah, that's exactly what I'm going to do. <laughs> that's the path of least resistance. I'm going to take it. Yeah, I'm going to take that because <laughs> because I have enough to worry about. Well, and that's really what it is, 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 and I find this over and over, is coaches come into the industry, they really want to hone their coaching skills. And so they, they invest very wisely in, in getting good coach training and uh, really practicing what they're learning but I and then they try and go off and build a business so they're trying to quote unquote figure out the business thing right or crack the code on the business thing um, and learn the skills of coaching whereas if they just expanded their perspective and learned the skills of, of coaching and expanded their skills around writing and speaking quote unquote figuring out the business thing would be a whole lot easier <laughs> I agree, because by that time, they have built an audience. And one of the biggest challenges for coaches is prospective clients. So if they're out there, if they're targeting groups and they're just sharing information, and, you know, that is a draw that brings prospects into your business. So it, it really addresses one of the, the key challenges of any business is getting clients. Absolutely. And I think that that's where a lot of people get hung up on public speaking. Like there's a, I mean, it, there's no absence of evidence that public speaking is one of the most feared things. I mean, on this, on the, on the, like the big global scale, people fear divorce and death often less than they fear public speaking, which, which again, I, I totally respect the, where, where people are coming from on that. But the reality is, is that one of the key components of why people fear public speaking is because they either fear shame and embarrassment or failure to close failure to sell, failure to enroll, whatever the purpose of the speaking is, is that they're going to invest all that time and money, put themselves out there, and that they're going to have their idea or their product not be well received. Therefore, they won't close the transaction. And if you really boil it all down to, to those two key points, it's like if we could just say this, if I could teach someone how to eliminate the embarrassment and shame to a very, very, very minuscule level and dramatically increase the likelihood that whatever the reason that you're there speaking is going to be well received, then would it be okay? You know, most of the times they're like, well, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like if you could just handle those two things, then yeah, okay, I mean, I'll give it a shot. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think I can only, you know, speak from my experience the shame or embarrassment when I was selling hamburgers, um, and this was to an audience of franchisees. So these were hamburger people, okay? Mm -hmm. <laughs> they knew everything about the hamburger. And as a marketing person to present to them, I always felt that they knew more about the subject matter than I did. And that, I think, 
kind of supported what you're saying. I thought that I, I would make a glaring mistake that would shame or embarrass me. So mm-hmm. when we look at coaching and we look at a particular audience, and if we have some tools and strategies for that audience, we suddenly have more information, more knowledge than the the prospects do. They're coming to us as the expert to share some of this vital information. So I'm not sure if that's kind of the, the sweet spot, the, the, the thing that, that helps shift people from the fear of shame. But for me, when I look back, that, that was it. I just became, you know, an expert in a certain area and I was very passionate about it. And I, I had no, no fear of, of being embarrassed. And that's not to say I, I knew everything, but I also wasn't uh, afraid to say, well, I, I don't have the answer for that. Right. Where exactly. I didn't feel comfortable saying that in front of, in front of 500 franchisees. Right. And, and this is all about picking your topics. This is all, I mean, th- that's absolutely one of those scenarios where you can minimize that opportunity for shame and embarrassment by making sure that you're picking topics that absolutely feel authentically in, in your personal sweet spot and not trying to speak out about what you perceive your quote unquote audience wants to know or needs to know or is supposed to know. Uh, as the primary driver. It, it really mm-hmm. is, is about an internal ownership. And and this is something I really want to talk about, and that's the motivation for speaking. I mean, there are some very important reasons to consider exercising your muscles around public speaking, public presenting, as well as all the different formats that that can take. But I think one of the things that helps along with this is, is uh, and this is also in the shame and embarrassment as well as the my thing isn't going to be well received, is if we keep thinking about, oh, I'm presenting because I need to sell something. And, and the words in there are very critical. I need, quote unquote, to sell something. And there are many reasons to speak. Selling something is not one that I often discover supports people in doing a good job at it. <laughs> Exactly. I, I need to sell something today. So therefore, that's the energy I'm bringing to the call. That's the energy I'm bringing to my, my how I'm going to measure my success. And that's not to say, by the way, that selling things from from speaking isn't good. It's, it's very good. But uh, when that energy comes, uh, it's it muddies things up. And I think we need to start talking about it, about the other reasons to speak. There's there's the opportunity to inspire there's the opportunity to motivate, to tell story, to illustrate points, to educate, to entertain, and also even to get your own needs met. To, I mean, and I think, Frankie, that's one that, that really speaks to what you were sharing, is when you were talking hamburgers, there was no emotional reward in that for you at all. No. And when you shifted the conversation to relationship coaching, not only did the whole process become easier, but you actually got an emotional reward out of communicating what you needed to say. Yeah. Yeah. And and that, as you said, is the motivation. So it's not a need to sell. It's a need or a, a really deep-seated desire to share something that you're passionate about. And that connects you to people. People mm-hmm. respond to that. Absolutely. You know, I can't tell you how many coaches I've had who've said to me, oh, I just don't want to, you know, even in their 
networking, like because we're talking when you're speaking, if your mouth is moving, you're presenting. Okay. <laughs> so if it, whether it's your dining room table, the coffee table, the, the boardroom table or a podium if, or the mic, if your mouth is moving, you're presenting. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's, and we take so much of that for granted. Like we think, oh, it's just a conversation. Well, yes, but no, it's, it's rarely, rarely just a conversation. There's a form of presentation in every spoken word and every spoken word so if you're out there and you're presenting and you're really engaging and you're starting i, I have stories to tell i have il points to illustrate i have message i have something i want to say that i think is important and i want it to inspire and empower and uplift people that's the the meat and potatoes of any presentation, no matter how you're doing it, is the, what is it I'm passionate about that I really want to help someone else understand? Then you bookend that component with a, with a solid open and a tactically intelligent solid close and poof, you've got a formula. Mm. And I think that one of the things that people forget is that, the, or what they misinterpret is they think that the entire thing from start to finish is a sale or a pitch. Yeah. And it isn't. Pitch is like seasoning. <laughs> the, the meat and potatoes is the story. Well, it's the selling versus the telling, right? And if you've heard a coach's elevator speeches, how many of them are wooden? <laughs> mm. I mean, they're just like, oh my goodness, there's no passion, there's no inspiration, there's no connection to, from the coach to what they're saying. Right. Because it's it's like we've been told as coaches, you know, your elevator speech is what you need to sell what you do. That's really not what it's all about. And that's just one example of what you're saying, you know, in everything we do, we're presenting. Right. And I, I think that sometimes people don't give themselves credit for just how often they are already presenting. Like, I think that there's a lot of belief in there that if they haven't gone before a room of 500, they haven't ever really presented. And that is just completely inaccurate. And actually, uh, when we come back from our break here in just a second, I want to talk about really expanding people's mindset about the different ways that you actually can present. Coaching Impact Radio is brought to you by Impact Coaching Academy, offering life coach training and certification in over 20 specialty categories, life, business, couples, health and wellness, and more. Courses can be completed as self-paced study, live teleclasses, or in-person intensives. Just like our radio program, Impact Coaching Academy is by coaches for coaches. Sign up now for your free membership and receive over 30 hours of training and programming worth thousands of dollars, yours to listen to and enjoy, absolutely free. Then set your own path for growth with courses that are starting soon. Check the calendar to see the current offerings. Impact Coaching Academy. Be a part of the impact. 
at impactcoachingacademy.com. Absolutely. <laughs> you should head on over there. I'm just saying. <laughs> well, uh, that, so, that guy is very persuasive, isn't he? He is, he truly. Is. Yeah. I tell you. <laughs> Well, of course, I always say he convinced me to marry him. <laughs> so what is it that people can use their voice for and lend their voice for? Um, and and how can that impact business? And I would just want to go over a few of the ways, just a few. I mean, this this is pretty a pretty substantial list. And the reality is it's still just a few. It's a slice of the different ways that you can use your own personal voice, your own personal power to be a great presenter, to succeed in business and, and beyond. And the first one is, is pretty obvious, uh, and that is audio products. I mean, audio products can become an in incredibly important part of a successful business dynamic for a coach. Because Frankie, as you and I have talked about on numerous classes and in numerous scenarios, the one-on-one -on -one coaching model as a solo model for business success is an, a nigh-on impossible model, crazy model to follow. And so diversification of your income streams is essential. And audio products make a great component of that. And the beauty is that you're probably already creating the, the content. So it's just about recording it and maybe doing some editing. And with very little effort, you have an audio product. Right. And I think here's where people get really confused is because they go, all right, even if I was willing to speak, I wouldn't know how to record it. I wouldn't know how to edit it. I wouldn't know how to get it up and make it available. And I'm telling you folks that that whole process can be way simpler than you could even imagine. But even if you're not ready to take that step yet, the, the recording, you know, like the sophisticated recording and the editing, there are absolutely instantaneous, completely free one button recording options that you could start capturing your audio products now, even if you don't don't get to the point where you're going to put them up on a website or you're going to go ahead and, and make them into a product for three, four, five, six months. That's okay. It's totally fine. But don't tangle your apprehension about presenting with your apprehension about the tech that might be involved. Separate the two. They're not the same thing. Yeah. That's a very valid point. Yeah, I think it's uh, I think it happens and you'll hear it in a lot of these. So some of the other ways that you can be using your own voice right now is you could be, in fact, putting videos up on YouTube. Now, YouTube, which it, this combines audio and video, but YouTube has the most amazing um, kind of statistics around it for how big it is becoming as one of the primary search engines. When people want to know, you know, how to make a perfect taco salad or how to save my marriage or how to, you know, perfect my health. And they go, you know, good old, good old Dr. Google, they go to Google and they type it in. More often than not, what they're winding up on is YouTube. They're looking for the video version. And so if you're going to engage in that market, which again, I know comes with some tech challenges, but it is, uh, again, designed for 12-year-olds to be able to do this. So uh, trust me when I say that it is probably way more accessible to you than you think it is. Uh, but again, don't let the, the separation of 
uh, oh, how will I be perceived visually? How will I be, how will I handle the tech versus what I say? Again, separate out different components is if you, if you think about, oh, video, I'm going to do video, but I'm afraid I'm, I, my hair doesn't look good and I'm not a little overweight and maybe I'm older than I want to be. And it's like, don't, don't throw that in on top of any anxiety you have about speaking because you're just sinking the ship. <laughs> <laughs> Big time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's like at least be honest about where the pinpoints of fear might be coming up. One is, is do you feel like, oh, I'm going to be visually judged. Two, I, I don't know if I can handle the tech. And then three, well, I don't know what I'd say anyway, and I'd probably sound blah and, you know, whatever. It, it's being able to recognize how huge YouTube is and how, what a huge opportunity it is to make content accessible on YouTube for a global world, for a global outreach, for a 24-7 on-demand uh, marketplace and enhance every area of your business building. And so, again, just if you if you contemplate it, that's a very viable way for you to use your own voice to do something powerful. And the same thing extends over into like a video blog uh, and even into what we're doing right now, right? Podcasting, internet radio, uh, any of those things could absolutely be accessible to you. There's public speaking by the traditional sense. In other words, you get uh, brought into an event where you're the presenter and you're very podium driven up at the front of the room and you're doing some sort of a presentation. <clears throat> but there's also the ability to, to do small groups, even like meetups, masterminds. Uh, that's all presentation, all of that. And, and there's more. I mean, Frankie, is there, is there anything about, kind of about what I'm sharing that kind of pops out for you? Well, certainly, you know, being part of a panel, you know, is one thing. Um, yeah. That's, that's pretty, pretty easy to do. Um, Meetup, as you said, is a great vehicle because you've got a lot of groups that are looking for speakers, you know, about specific topics. Usually you don't get paid for that, but that's okay. That's about connecting and building a relationship with your audience. So be prepared as part of what you're doing to have to offer free presentations, whether it's face-to-face -face or it's through a, a web webinar or something like that. Great strategy. Yeah, absolutely. And and it takes it to a whole nother level. When you said, you know, you have to recognize some of these things you're going to engage in are non-monetary. And I think that that also is one of those beliefs that people have, which is there's going to be so much pressure around whatever the presentation is to either sell or pitch. Otherwise, it's going to feel like a waste of time because I'm also, I'm not getting paid. I'm not getting paid to do it at the front of the room. And you know, you also don't get paid to post on your Twitter page, but people do that all the time. You know, it's like, it's like, I don't understand why people are, are so quick to entrap public speaking and presenting and using their voice with so many shoulds, right? There's so many entanglements that they lay layer and layer and layer over it that just make it almost impossible to take apart to be able to engage in. Like they've almost built the Great Wall of China <laughs> out of <laughs> out of reasons, you know, oh, the, and then there's this, and then there's the tech, and then there's the money, yeah. and it's like, just start talking. <laughs> I, I think really that every coach 
should expect and plan to as part of their overall marketing strategy to speak for free. Because again, as I said, it's connecting to an audience, um, but there there's always an opportunity for those people to seek you out after the event. Mm-hmm. And so you want to, I mean, this is, this is getting into strategies, which I really don't want to at this point, but sure. really just knowing what's next, what do you want to, you know, drive this audience to, whether it's a free report on your website or, you know, maybe you have a free membership that's going to be of tremendous value to them. You have to know where you want to take them. And it usually is not to a paid product. Right. That's it's like one step at a time. Get them in the door. Get them opting into something. Get them on your mailing list. And then you can start to promote to them. So people think it's like going immediately from a free presentation into buying a, a thousand dollar coaching program that's not really how it works right people yeah people have to get to know like and trust you and that takes some time yeah and i think it's one of those things where we and we'll talk more about this in our biz, kind of our business conversations over the coming months but I, I think that there again there are so many interwoven practical tactical business strategies that involve speaking and writing and I mean, like I was saying, you know, audio products, YouTube, podcasting, masterminds, meetups, all those things. There's strategies around each of those. And I think that it's, again, part of the overwhelm is that people are trying to face their their management and their of and their fears around the speaking component at the same time that they're trying to face their confusion and overwhelm with the options and possibilities of how to connect this stuff well. And, I, and my, my call to action today, my call to action for everyone is to actually separate out the two, allow each of them to stand on their own independently because they're going to be far easier for you to face and really make decisions about what you want to do with them if you separate them because you absolutely can master and work on expanding your speaking capacity independent of needing to figure out all the tech and all those things. Like you can immediately today start working on speaking in a very gentle, easy, compartmentalized fashion. Um, And then once you get your muscles flexed up around that a little bit, you're a little more confident in that capacity. It lowers the adrenaline meter, right? It lowers the Mm. And then you can go ahead and start focusing on the tech and the application and the techniques and, and, you know, for integrating it. I think that we just make it too hard to try and eat the whole elephant at one time. Yeah, Yeah, that step-by-step approach is really a wise one. Yeah. And there is some really, I mean, those are the obvious reasons why I think people should be engaging immediately in using their voice to connect. And, and as Vince said, this is obviously something he has no problem with. It's something I have no problem with. Well, and the more you do it, <laughs> right. the better you get. Yeah, it's we've done over 500 shows between Vince and myself. The various things we've yeah, done. Yeah, yes. exactly. And it's we're talking practice. It becomes an integrated component of your long-term strategy. And like any skill you bring to a long-term strategy, at some point it becomes almost rote and not completely unconscious, but it gets way easier than where you started. Yeah. 
Yeah, you move from novice to adept. Yes, exactly. And you know what's interesting is 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 my my favorite description about how we learn is if you can imagine a clock face, and you know at twelve o'clock is beginner, and then down there at the three, you know that's where you start to become. Um, uh, somewhat skilled and around six is where you start to become reasonably competent. And then if you keep around going with the clock face around nine is where you start to really become quite proficient, quite masterful. But here's the thing is then when you hit nine, you're heading back for 12 again, back up at the top. And what that means is you go back to becoming a novice, but you go back to becoming a novice at a whole new level. And so there's no fear in being a novice. You're going to visit being a novice over and over and over again. That's actually the cycle of learning. Mm. Otherwise, you're just stuck. You're stuck in time. And that's not that's not where anybody wants to be, you know, stuck at six. I'm just going to stay here. <laughs> exactly. As you progress with your mastery, you know, you are starting over at that next level of mastery. Exactly. So you're back to being a novice at the new yep. level for sure. Yeah. Well, in closing, I'd like to talk about five not-so-obvious reasons why everyone who hears this should really be presenting right now. And these are, like I said, the, the obvious ones were all about content and marketing and sales and business development. And, um, and by the way, you know, I forgot to even mention one, and that is leadership. Mm. People who uh, become more articulate and, and are more able to engage in expressing themselves verbally, they utilize it not only in YouTube and their website and all that sort of thing, but they really become much more prominent in leadership, leadership within their own company, self-leadership, self-talk is presenting people. The way that you speak to yourself is a presentation. Um, and they become more active in leadership in their communities. So leadership is yet another great reason to consider really honing your skills around this. But here are some of the not, not so obvious reasons, because unless you really understand the power of voice, and, and that's really what I, my passion about this is, is that there is a power to the human voice. And one of them is, it's the fastest way to create trust, inclusion, and intimacy. When people hear your tone, your pitch, your inflection, when they hear the, t the resonance of your voice with what you're talking about, it is one of the fastest ways to get them to completely and totally trust you and begin to build a solid relationship with you. The next one I want to talk about is the fact that getting masterful, becoming masterful at presenting and speaking is an absolute game changer in your life and business. Personally, when you become comfortable opening your mouth and being able to speak to your truth with, with a real authentic heart, people respond. People will start to gravitate to you. You become like that popular restaurant where you've got a little line out front, you know, <laughs> and you want people to to feel that when they're around you. So they start to include you more in the activities that they're doing in their lives. So it is absolutely a game changer because what builds bridges, if trust and intimacy is what we build with our voice, uh, that's a game changer is that bridge building from us to other people. And it's also about your reach. It's exponential. How many times 
do you hear from even right now in your own life, in your own world, either somebody said, oh, I read this thing on Facebook or I da 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 or I saw this video or I heard this guy speak or this gal speak that people retell stories. They, what we put out there is what gets retold. And so it's one of the fastest ways to create, and this is, you know, near and dear to our hearts. It's one of the fastest ways to create that impact ripple. That's so important is we realize we're not just speaking to the audience at hand. We're speaking to the audience at hand and everybody they talk to everybody they relate to. And then the final one I want to touch on is it's actually good for you as in health. It's actually a physical reality that if you feel confident expressing yourself, being able to share and connect with other people, whether it's one-on-one -on -one, small group or large, large audiences, that it is actually a benefit to your own personal physical health to be a good presenter, to be confident and competent because otherwise the stress and the anxiety resides in your body. And it's like, you're always waiting for that other shoe to drop. Like if, Oh, at some point somebody's going to ask me to speak up or at some point somebody's going to ask me to stand at the front of the room. That's a tension that stays in your mind and your body in the background and being free from that is like, you know, it's almost like disconnecting leeches. It's like, Oh, <laughs> thank you. I'm free. <laughs> I'm not being sucked dry, you know, because it's so completely, um, running in the background all the time. As a matter of fact, if I, if I probably polled a hundred coaches who are building their businesses right now, and I said, how often do you get anxious or nervous about having to speak up and say something or present? I think we'd find that they're spending a lot of time and energy thinking about it. Mm. And it's time for them to be free from that. Yeah. Well, well lots of great information and Next week, we're going to continue the conversation, correct? We absolutely are. As a matter of fact, it's a perfect time for us to hand things back to Vince and let him give you the teaser for why you should stick around and keep with us on this conversation. Thank you for joining us today. Next week, minimal effort, maximum impact. Getting the most out of your presentations as we continue our discussion of public speaking and the power of presentation. Coaching Impact Radio is brought to you by Impact Coaching Academy. Experience ICA with over 30 hours of complimentary materials, then chart your own specific training plan at impactcoachingacademy.com. And of course, join us and access the growing archive of programs at coachingimpactradio.com. Join us next week, same time and place, as we continue the coaching conversation. I'm Vince Hayes. Bye-bye, everyone. <laughs>